This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well, Andy. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. Uh, We've found ourselves on the opposite sides of the country again. Um, And there is a lot going on in the news, as always. Uh, Right now, it's something just as as it was with COVID, something that I think was a little unexpected. We have um, protests across the nation. We've got rioting in certain parts of the nation. Um, A lot going on and all connected back to the tragic death and the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Uh, Really, uh, an important time on the civil rights side of things for America, but also an important thing to think about if you're a business owner. Now, Andy, before we get into the automotive industry, uh, most of our listeners know this, but you know, you are an attorney, a criminal attorney, uh, as well as general counsel for Dave Canton Group. Uh, one has nothing to do with the other, ladies and gentlemen. But I, <laughs> I, the reason I bring that up is because I saw you on TV this morning. I see you posted on social media that you were asked to come on as a commentator. Tell us Tell us what that was about. Obviously, we know what your position was, what you said. Sure. So, I, I mean, my background is uh, in criminal justice. I, I was a prosecutor for a long time, and then I had been a defense uh, attorney for a long time. I still do it from time to time on particularly high-profile matters, but um, now I comment quite a bit. And anytime there's something in criminal justice, I'll comment on it. What I was talking about really is understanding why people are protesting, talking about President Trump's very heavy hand at trying to uh, uh, limit rioting, which, you know, it's it's important to stop rioting. But as I was talking about on, on the TV, we have to understand why rioting occurs in order to really understand what to do to stop it. And, you know, it's Martin Luther King Jr. who said, who explained that rioting are, is the actions of those who feel like they're not being heard. So it, while it's criminal activity, you've got to understand it in order to be able to address it and do it in a way that is going to bring about real change. So this isn't this isn't uh, the sort of idea that's far left or far right. This is how to get to a place in America where we are healthier and better moving forward and uh, don't continue to run into um, these issues with with racism. There has to be change. We cannot uh, spread that message any more than the entire nation is doing today. Changes and this can never happen again. Look, the automotive industry, I was speaking to some dealers yesterday out in California, you know, they're boarding up their showrooms, they're removing their inventories from their lots. You know, dealers that have been closed for the last nine weeks are now forced to close again or can't operate effectively and efficiently due to it as well. So it's 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 right back to another challenge uh, in this world and obviously something that we have no choice but to deal with to create change. It's a necessity. That's right. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, we, we typically don't enter into uh, this degree of politics on the show, but I think that it's important uh, for all of us to, to be sympathetic, empathetic, um, self-reflecting, during these times, because this is this is what it's all about, and that's what's necessary to make change. So, uh, take a minute today uh, to think about it. Think about your own perspectives, and think about what you personally are able to do to make our world just a, a little bit better place to live. And I thank you for doing that. Uh, we have an outstanding show today. We've got a great guest. Before we get to that and Dave's introduction, let's uh, hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers 
with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact DCG Capital at DaveCantonGroup.com. Dave, who do we have on the show today? I am so excited because when the guest emailed in, you know, his comment to me exactly, and I'm going to read it. We're pulling up his comment right now, which had me so excited. Okay. He says to me, we're going to have a great time. I'm overflowing with data to share. That was his email response, which is fantastic. Today, we have Todd Skelton, CEO and president of Prime Automotive Group, one of the largest privately held automotive groups in the world. Huge monster automotive group, New England-based. Great people. I'm super excited to bring him on to the show today. And I'm more excited not just to have a good time, but to listen to his overflowing data that he's going to share. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Let's get to the show right away. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have Todd Skelton, CEO of Prime Automotive Group. Todd, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. And how are you today? Dave, fantastic. How about yourself? Doing well, Todd. It's great to hear your voice. Thank you for taking time out of what we all know is a, an extremely busy schedule to hop onto the show. And there's so much going on in the world today. You know, this show needs uh, to deliver as much insight, uh, uh, words of inspiration and encouragement to the automotive industry. And from my point of view, there's nobody better than someone in your position that has such an extensive background in the automotive industry. 24 years with AutoNation. Now you sit at the helm of Prime Auto Group. How many stores are you guys up to today? Yeah, so we've got, uh, David, got 56 stores in in eight states. Um, And, uh, you know, look, it's a a great opportunity. It's a great company. And, uh, you know, you and I spoke a little prior, but the people here are unbelievable. We've got some of the most amazing people that I've worked with in my 24-year career. And, you know, I want to go right to that. You know, we're we're experiencing a lot going on in the world today, as we know, right? Many scenarios, you know, many crises going on right now. How are you leading your your, your 56 stores through this crisis? Yeah, well, listen, you know, we took we had to make some tough decisions in the beginning. And I think at the end of the day, you know, what you want to do is you want to protect your customers and your associates, right, in this whole thing. And in that, you've got to make sure that there's a business for these people to come back to. So that's where the tough decisions come in. And, uh, you know, we had we had some uh, some planned uh, layoffs anyway, you know, trying to restructure the company, get it a little bit leaner and meaner. Uh, and then we had some furloughs. And in the furlough situation, we took a hard look at it. And we said, you know what, if we furlough these folks and we let them collect unemployment and the enhanced unemployment right now, plus we made the decision to pay the benefits for not only those furloughed associates, but we also picked up the benefits for those people, in my mind, that were working in the combat zone, which is back in these stores when nobody knew what the heck was going to happen next. And I said, how in the world can I pay benefits for people that are that are sitting out collecting unemployments and not take care of those folks that are back in the stores working their butts off, and some of them for maybe less money they would have normally earned? So I think we did it. I think we got it right. Fortunately, we've brought back about 60% of those furloughed folks as our, as our businesses come back. And Hey, I'll just call this out. You know, we've got about half of our stores that are still not fully operational. So our stores in Massachusetts um, are still by appointment only the showrooms are closed. Now, hopefully Charlie Baker on Friday is going to make the decision to go, you know, to level two here. And in the, in the second phase, 
Uh, we're going to get to open these showrooms on Monday. And I'm telling you, man, I could not be more excited. Todd, you know, you came into the job in January and I can't imagine you, you had high hopes and and everything's looking great in the industry and you're set up for success. And then just as I'm sure you're getting comfortable in the chair, uh, all of a sudden this hits and it hit everybody like a ton of bricks. I'm sure that this is uh, not what a brand new CEO of a company wants to to deal with. What was that like to weather that uh, kind of the the psychology of it, the emotions of it to be so new and be dealing with such a crisis? Yeah, you know, Andy, that's a great question. I'll tell you, um, what really saved me from just, you know, losing my mind in this whole thing was I've got some really, really good people on the executive team around me. We've got a, a, a great team um, at the ops level. We got a great team at the human resource level at the, at the um, you know, the lawyer level. And basically, you know, those guys started to feed me information very, very early. And we looked at it and we said, you know, do we take this? Do we make a huge issue out of it or, or do we just let it go? Or do we take the middle road and say, I tell you what, let's plan for the absolute worst. And we did, we got in and we started putting things together in the very beginning uh, in terms of a plan. And one of the first things we did is we looked at, uh, oddly enough, we looked at the media plan and said, okay, so when one of our associates gets COVID, what's going to be the structural plan to go in there and get communication down through all the store level associates how are we going to get them out of the store? How are we going to get the store clean? How are we going to let the customers know that have been in the dealership in the last couple of weeks that we had an infected employee? All these things that, you know, we had prepared so that when it happened, we were ready to go. So I got to tell you that the, the team in place, everybody, you know, as Bill Belichick would said, everybody just did their job, which was fantastic. And that's really what it takes, right? You know, doing your job. And then what it takes from you as being an incredible leader is the ability to communicate. And I've heard from before the show, you told me you have now had the chance to visit all 56 stores, which is absolutely incredible. What, what are you being asked for right now? I mean, what, what, what are you hearing internally in the stores? What are they asking Todd Skelton for? Well, you know, look, you said it, David, it's, it's in this type of environment. When I first got here, my message was to communicate and to get out, you know, to get some manufacturer approvals, um, you know, done, because obviously that's a big deal. Our manufacturer partners are, are uh, the most important relationship we've got on that side in order to be able to sell cars and, and operate a business. Obviously, our associates, our employees are extremely important, but without a business to operate, they have no place to come to work. So I wanted to meet all the people which I have been able to do. I wanted to have them ask me very tough questions. Uh, and to the extent that I can answer them, it didn't you know, pose a legal issue, which really nothing did. I let them fire questions at me. And when they wouldn't ask questions, I asked and answered my own questions. We made it, we made it fun, you know? And by the time we were all done, you know, I found out that we had some internal issues in the company. We had some IT structure things we needed to fix. Nobody's fault particularly, just some things that, you know, a lot of people were frustrated over them. When you pulled it out of them, they were willing to, you know, to share the information for the betterment of the company. So, um, you know, then you get into COVID and you say, okay, now I have to over-communicate. We did some, some video messages in the beginning. You know, I thought it was important for me to get in front of the same people via video that I was in front of in person and say, hey, guys and gals, it's going to be okay. We've got a plan. Don't worry. You know, take care of yourself. Be safe. Take care of your customers. We got all the other stuff handled. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Let them focus on taking care of themselves and their families and our customers. 
You know, Todd, we talk to executives that have all sorts of backgrounds, uh, Ivy League MBAs, PhDs, economists. We talk to guys who are executives and, and never stepped a foot into a business uh, school classroom. And so what I think is common amongst all great executives is not just the basis of the knowledge that they were given at some point earlier in their career, but it's the basis of their knowledge through experience that really matters. So we talk so much on the show about kind of looking back at what what were you doing during COVID and, and whatnot? But I want to know from you, I want to challenge you hard. Tell us what you now know as an executive that you didn't know on March 10th. Huh. Well, I, I know that I know we're in a new world, right? Everybody knew when this thing hit, we were going to end up in a new world. We didn't know how, but I knew that we needed to, we needed to have a much cleaner data driven decision-making process. Right. I've always looked at data. It's always been important to me. But I'll tell you what, I spend hours a day, every day now, talking to smart people. Okay. I don't expect to know a lot of this stuff. I get full access to, to Jonathan Smoke. I know you guys had Zoe on the other day. Um, and we and we, you know, troubleshoot things and try to figure out how things are going to work. I mean, listen, we've got this. Just think about used cars. We've got the rental car company situation. We've got all these extended leases that are coming back. Guys, there's 340,000 uh, cars that come off lease on an average monthly basis, and a significant portion of those cars have been extended from the lenders, and they're going to show back up. What's that going to do to the wholesale market? What's that going to do to the retail market? Why is the wholesale market down 12%? The retail market's only down 2%. You know, all these important for me, imperative for me to be able to analyze and look at and then work through my team to decipher what kind of plan we're going to use going forward. So really, it's a data-driven decision-making process. I think that's the biggest change. We're focused on taking data and making it meaningful for the decisions we make in the future. You know, Todd, we've been speaking a lot about the last 10 weeks. I want to talk about the next three to six months. With all this data that you're overflowing with, what's your projection? What's the industry going to look like over the next three to six months? Yeah, well, let me just get, let me just take you from April to May, right? Just for our group. And of course, 56 stores, a pretty good size, certainly not as big as an AutoNation or a Sonic, but certainly a good scale size. You come in about number 11 on the, on the largest auto retailers in the country. So we had a 65% drop in new, a 60% drop in use, and a 60% drop in gross profit in April. Fast forward to May, one month later, the numbers just came out. We're down 25% new. We were only down 10% used. And again, half of my stores are functionally closed, appointment only. And our fixed ops came in uh, about 30% down. So I am very bullish. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, to, to kind of play on both of you guys here as I listen to your show, right? I'm a glass half full guy with a lid. Okay. So Andy, you're the lid. And Dave, <laughs> I'm the glass half full. Okay. So I love that, that Todd. I love that. Okay. Does that work? Okay. So, so look, here's what's, here's what's going to happen in my, in my opinion. Obviously we're going to see a lot of volatility in the used car market going forward in terms of pricing, wholesale pricing, retail pricing. Hey, I got to tell you guys, I looked at a chart today that scared the hell out of me and, and I'm not in this boat, fortunately. Well, there are there are many dealerships now that their average age of inventory is up over 80 days, 80 days. Now, that explains to me why retail prices have only dropped one or two percent. And at one point, wholesale prices were down 10 or 12. Now they're back up on late model cars. They're back up now. The, the line is coming together. 
I think we have a lot of dealers out there that are in this wait and pray mentality thinking, hey, I've never had to lose a bunch of money on a car before. Why in the hell am I going to do it now? Well, guess what? You got some aged inventory in your lot. That stuff's got to get moving somehow, some way. So I think the prudent dealers, if you listen to Dale Pollack, you know, you understand you still want to manage your day's supply. Listen, I'm not a speculator. We're terrible speculators in the auto retail world, right? I'm not going to go out when I see a blip in the market and the, and the wholesale market drops because a bunch of rental cars got dropped in. I'm not going to go out there and buy thousands of cars on the IFCOM. That's not a good business decision. Now, I'm probably going to go out and do a, a fair amount of buying in that marketplace if I have the opportunity. But I think overall, we're going to see a lot of volatility in that. And then look, we got new cars, right? We got production issues. We don't really know what the full capacity looks like. The manufacturers really don't know what they can produce. I think we got a SAR next year of about 12 million. The rental companies have already told us they run eight to 10% of the, of the average uh, SAR. So yeah, a million and a half units. Hey, we know Hertz isn't buying any cars next year. Avis and Budget have already told us they're only going to buy 20% of their average uh, purchases on an annual basis. And here's something interesting about Avis and Budgets as well. They're building their business model next year to run at 25% utilization, 25%. So there's so many variables in this, you know, and I know you asked me a general question of where's the industry going. I think we're going to, we're going to be in a different place with lower volume and need to learn how to make a little bit more money per car in both new, new and used over the next six to 18 months. So going out even further, do you see a change in the auto industry? And, and I'll be fair to you. You said you're uh, not you're not in this to do those sorts of projections. But I guess my question is less about projecting the, the specifics of it and projecting more about what you're doing to prepare for the potential that things change. We've been talking on the show, uh, are, is square footage going to reduce? Is online sales, our telephone sales, our delivery at homes, is that going to skyrocket to a, a point where it's changing the face of the industry? What are you doing as an executive or what are your your steps as, a, as an executive to at least insulate uh, a against those, those sorts of potential changes? Listen, Andrew, we're, we're customer centric. And here's what we know, right? Dave, you can attest to this. For, for 15 years, 10 years, whatever it's been, people have been saying, listen, I don't mind coming to your place, but my goodness, why do I have to spend four, five, six hours there? Why does it have to be so complicated? And we've said for years, Dave, Andrew, we're going to do it. We're going to fix it. We're going to get them in and out. And it never happened. Dealers have to figure out how to get people in and out. So our particular program is going to be, yes, we're going to develop the web, website pieces. You know, we're, we're working with CDK right now. We're going to develop all the website pieces to allow the customer to go from soup to nuts online. You know, and I think a small portion of people will do that. Why? They want human interaction. They want to talk to somebody. You're not going to go out and buy the second biggest purchase that you've made, most people anyway, without having some human interaction but they also want to do some work at home, maybe two hours, maybe three hours, maybe 30 hours, whatever work they do at home, they want to bring it to a place and they want to make sure they can pick up where they left off and not have a salesperson say, now what car were you looking at? I mean, that's just infuriating. Hey, let me do my work. Let me figure out what I want to do. I want to ask you a couple questions because you're the subject matter expert. I might want to drive the car, but my goodness, get me in and out of there in an hour or less. That's the goal. 
That's what we're going to figure out how to do. And I think that's who's going to win in the car business. You know, Todd, we uh, we're talking so much of the crisis that has uh hit us all as a result of COVID. But this week, we're dealing with a different news cycle. And that's the the murder, the death of George Floyd, the uh, the protests that have occurred, and in some places, rioting. Um, it, would, it would really be a shame not to at least ask you your perspective on what a business owner, what an executive needs to be thinking about during a time where so much attention is on a topic that many of us perhaps didn't think about for a long time. Uh, Andrew, you know what? Honest, honest to God, I have chills over my whole body right now. The emotions that I've had over this event, this George Floyd event, I'm saddened, I'm sickened, I'm disturbed, I'm disgusted, but mostly, honest to God, and I've had these chills all over me, I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken for that, for that man's family. I'm heartbroken for, for the country. How can we live in this age and allowed us to happen. And I'm telling you, as a white male, until me, and people like me, decide it's gonna matter and make a difference, it's not gonna make a difference. And I think for the first time, we're finally seeing people understand that we have a problem and we need to fix this problem. And it's not gonna get fixed overnight, but we've had our head in the sand for so long over this issue and it's been there and we just haven't dealt with it. We have to deal with it. You know, Todd, I cannot express the level of, of pain that the entire world is experiencing today because of this incident and many others that aren't brought to light, okay, as if this one was front and center. Uh, the chills, you know, you talk about the hair sticking up on the back of your neck, those type of chills, and we're all experiencing them. And I love your passion. And as a leader of 56 stores, what that really, that message that comes across to all your thousands of employees that work within Prime, you know, this change has to happen. This cannot happen again. Uh, Andy and I have a strong opinion on this. Uh, we cannot experience this again. This must end, uh, and, and this, this cannot reoccur again in the future. This is not what America has been built upon, and this must end immediately. Todd Skelton, CEO and president of Prime Auto Group, we cannot thank you enough for taking your time out of your busy day to come on to the show. What incredible insight that you bring to all the executives and CEOs around the industry. You know, look, before I let you go, you sent me an email that you're overflowing with data. You've delivered us an incredible episode today, number 50 for Dealer News Today. You know, we made a public announcement today. Andy and I started this podcast to give back to the automotive industry and community during the time of need in this crisis of dealing with the pandemic to just create a, a line of communication bring on some of the most influential leaders, CEOs, executives, and let other people hear from them and bring it right to their showrooms or businesses within the industry. Any other advice that you could provide before we let you go to the automotive industry, Todd? You know, I think it's real simple, guys. Over-communicate. People need clarity. People need direction. Don't assume they know. They don't know. Use data to make good, solid business decisions. And most importantly, adversity absolutely brings out the best in leaders. We're going to grow in this period and we're going to look back at this and we're going to be changed people. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Skelton, CEO, Prime Automotive Group. Todd, thank you so much. Stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks, guys.
Dave, what an inspiration to have Todd on the show. Let me say this. I said it to him uh, after we ended the call with him, and I think our, our listeners need to hear it as well. Here we had three white guys, uh, business executives in America, talking about a race issue. That's not normal. That's new. I think that it needs to be something that becomes a thing that we can do, that white guys sitting at a table can talk about their feelings and emotions about racism in, in America and our passion to, uh, to end it, and that it is something that is on our mind. It is important that white people, black people, people of all sorts of backgrounds identify and recognize the systemic issues that our country has faced, that it is not what we are about, even though it is something that is about our history, it is not about our future. So good for Todd for being willing to talk about it. It's something that I'm dedicated to talking about. You know what? It's important for us to all talk about it, to be comfortable talking about it, no matter what we look like. Uh, and then so much more great information from him as, as an unbelievable leader in our industry. Dave, what do you think? You know, Andy, uh, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, the time is always right to do what is right. And right now we need to create change so this never happens again. And that's my feeling. And I'm as passionate as I could be about it. Want to hope that this never happens again. Uh, it was an incredible episode today. Today was number 50, Andy, our 50th episode on Dealer News Today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. It's because of you, every listener, that allows this show to have involved in what it is today. Thank you so much. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.